I think the real moral of this podcast is that you actually like to be spoiled too, as much as you try to deny it. So welcome to the world of... Lush. Posh travel, Travis oh, Sherry. Man. Yeah, that'll be the day. That'll be the day. <laughs> the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 289. Slovenians love their wine, so much so that there is a vineyard for every 70 people in Slovenia, and it's also home to the world's oldest vine, which is still bearing grapes. After over 400 years. Okay, so maybe we'll have to go back when Heather's not pregnant. Decisions, decisions, decisions. We have to make them all the time, especially when we're traveling. And if you travel like Heather and I, you probably tend to leave those decisions to the last minute. In today's episode, we're going to talk about all the different decisions we made during our baby moon. We're going to give each decision we made a thumbs up or a thumbs down based on how good of a decision we thought it was and how it ended up working out. But the one thing I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that always gets a thumbs up from me when I'm traveling is my Tortuga Outbreaker backpack. This is the backpack that I took with us all throughout the baby moon through Slovenia, Croatia, and the UK. It's the backpack I've taken all over the world with me for the last three years, and it always gets a huge thumbs up from me. It's one of the best decisions I ever made was to go out and get a Tortuga Outbreaker backpack. So if you're also looking for the best travel backpack, one that is carry-on size, 45 liters or 35 liters, can fit in any carry-on size compartment and you want some durability, head on over to tortugabackpacks.com. Don't forget, use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters, because that will get you 10% off your entire order. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who I'm very surprised is not sitting here in a robe and slippers with a facial mask because the amount of pampering she got on this last trip, I can't believe that she's back to normal now. What's it like to be a normal person and not be the, the queen again? You are being such a snot because at seven months pregnant, I think I deserved a little pampering following you all around Europe on a mm, not super relaxing baby moon. Today, guys, we're going to, you're going to get to decide whether it was super relaxing or whether it was too crazy. Because what we want to do in this episode, and we haven't done one of these before, but I think it'll give be really cool because it'll give you a look behind the curtain of our trip. So we're calling this an anatomy of our baby moon. And what we want to do is we want to just give you a brief overview of the entire trip. And then we're going to go into each step of the trip and the planning that was involved. Of course, how much we spent on each thing. 
And then we're going to kind of talk about the way we travel. And so for each decision, Heather and I that we made during this trip are going to give our thumbs up or thumbs down on whether this ended up being a good decision, a bad decision. And then at the end of the show, we're going to also give you what we think each was the best decision that we made on this trip, and then also the thing that we would change. So we're going to give you a deep dive into this trip. Of course, it's going to be seen from two perspectives. My perspective, if you've been a follower of this podcast, you know that is tends to shy towards the very frugal side, and from Heather's perspective as well. Yeah. And also, I mean, a baby moon is for two people, you know, the husband and the wife. And I have to say that I think that we took that both into account. I mean, I know you're talking about pampering with me a lot, but it was also, you know, we didn't just sit around at a resort for two weeks. You know, we did much to your chagrin, possibly. We'll find out. We'll see. But, you know, we did a lot of things that I think that you enjoyed as well. So maybe where I was pampered a little more, we did maybe a little more adventuring that you liked. Yeah. And I think you guys will see, uh, hopefully this provides helpful, not only in in an entertaining way, because it certainly will be entertaining as we kind of go at it here on all these decisions that we made, because some were made by Heather, some were made by me, some were compromises. Maybe we think some were compromises, but maybe they weren't. We'll, We'll figure that all out. But also to help you plan your own journeys to kind of see where we cut corners and saved a little money. And then conversely, where we maybe spent more than we normally would. And so that you can see there are a lot of different ways to travel. And if you've traveled before and you've listened to this podcast, you understand that there are a variety of ways to travel, whether it be super cheap, whether that be finding great value, whether that be saying, okay, well, this is a special trip, i.e. a baby moon, i.e. Heather's pregnant, seven months pregnant. We're going to have to spend some more to make it comfortable. Um, So this will just give you a, a look into that and maybe then help you plan your own trips as well. So to get into it, the first thing that we have to do is give a brief overview of the entire trip, just so when we start digging down into the nitty-gritty of each day and, and what we did, you'll be able to kind of know where we're coming from. So, Heath, give people the general overview of the trip, how it broke down, and where we visited. Basically, the itinerary. The itinerary. Mean. So we left out of Newark, New Jersey on August 27th. And we flew into Ljubljana, and then we were in... In Slovenia. In Slovenia. We were in Slovenia for, I think, four nights. Then we were in Croatia for five nights. And then we flew to London, and we were there for four nights. Right. And, and we came so, home. So essentially, this was, a, this was a two-week trip, three places, all kind of similar time frames there with Slovenia, Croatia, and the UK. We went to the UK not because it was really our number one destination to go for a baby moon, but because we were going to a wedding there, it turned out to be super fun as we thought it would be. But Slovenia and Croatia came about to give you a little bit of the backstory for why we did pick those for a baby moon. We love Croatia, you especially, Heth. We had never been to the Istrian Peninsula, which is the north area of Croatia, right around the, right around the little corner there from Italy. And I had always dreamed of going to Slovenia. It was one of my number one destinations for a long, long time. Since they're right there next to each other, we figured, all right, even in the beginning, that was a little bit of compromise. Not that I didn't want to go to Croatia, not that you didn't want to go to Slovenia, 
But I kind of, well, I was really excited to go to Slovenia. You were really excited to go When we were thinking Croatia. of destinations, you know, it was like, okay, let's just go to the beach for two weeks or something, you know, so let's go to the south of France or, you know, southern Italy or even Portugal and maybe some places that, because we've actually never done that. We've never done, you know, Positano in Italy or, or those things. So we kind of wanted to go somewhere new. And then when we were talking about it, it was kind of like, well, Slovenia is kind of exciting, like more exciting for Trav than going to like Southern Italy. And so that's kind of how we decided to just like forego the two weeks basically at a beach. Right. And do- because I knew I would get restless. Essentially, we we thought maybe we do a one or two week beach vacation, bunk down, just relax. And then, of course, as it got close to that time when we were thinking where we wanted to go, I thought, I just really, we got to go well, somewhere. Well, we have to have a, an adventure, you know, a last yeah. adventure. It can't just be, you I, know. I knew I wouldn't be content sitting on a beach for that long. And this being the last time without traveling with a kid, um, at least in the in the near future, for sure, we I wanted a little more adventure. And that's how we came about with Slovenia and Croatia. It was kind of the best of both worlds for both of us. So starting with the very first decision that we had to make well i guess the first was where are we going we decided on that so thumbs up or thumbs down on slovenia and croatia for the baby moon overall thumbs up okay i'm also giving that a thumbs up i thought those were two great destinations and very easy to get in between them and things like that and we'll talk about how we did that so our first flight was newark over to ljubljana slovenia we decided to treat ourselves with a bit of business class we normally predominantly fly economy but we had some miles, and we were able to find a business class ticket, which cost us 57,500 miles per person and $100 in taxes from Newark to Ljubljana, Switzerland. So flying on United. Ljubljana, Slovenia, L- not Switzerland. Ljubljana, Slovenia. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. So there's our first big decision, other than where to go. Flying over business class. It could have just been 30,000 miles, but we decided to spend 57,500. Yeah, you know, I also like you were really nice about it. But then after you booked it, you were kind of like, oh, I can't believe we're wasting these miles because United isn't even that great with business class. Let me just say business class is business class. It's way better than economy, no matter what flight you're on. When you're able to lie down completely flat and have like a bigger TV and better food. I mean, when you can actually eat the food on the plane that's like an exciting time for me that's how crazy i am you have all these points and you were still I, like we have uh, we probably have i think we have about five hundred thousand chase points united you know which translates to united and so it was going to be an extra twenty seven thousand five hundred a person essentially 50 well not essentially it would be fifty five thousand more points and after I booked it, I'm like, I'm doing something really nice again, business class. And then I had buyer's remorse and thought, but, but shouldn't yeah. I save this for a but longer you, all trip? In this the end, that. you were you were not too irritating about it. No. You only said it like once or twice, and I rolled my eyes. and And then we moved on, and we flew business. And we flew business class. Thumbs up or thumbs down? <laughs> Absolutely, for you? thumbs up. All right, I am. Is with anyone it. gonna thumbs down a business well, class flight? All right, so for me, especially when it only costs a hundred U.S. dollars, my thumbs up and thumbs oh down gosh, comes to of course comes from value. Was the value there? And so for me. Yes, the fact that we did get to treat ourselves, especially starting the trip, definitely I would give it a thumbs up as well. We paid almost double the amount of points, but we have the points to spare. That's kind of what it was for. Thumbs up. United had good (laughs) business class. We had a great flight over. So I'm giving it a thumbs up as well. All right, so we, we get into 
Ljubljana. And the first thing that we do is we had an apartment. And I told you we'll tell you about how much we planned in advance. We booked the tickets for the flight about a week and a half in advance. We booked the Airbnb about three or four days in advance. And that was probably the most furthest in advance we had booked any accommodation. So just so you know our travel style. And and this happens almost on every trip. And it does start to get a little bit stressful, especially when you're in the middle of a trip and you're still trying to decide where you're going to stay and how much you're going to spend. And then you might have an argument in between. So I would recommend, I don't know, either talking about a budget per night beforehand or just literally planning it all out. And it's interesting for us. I'm just going to say this, that this was only a two week trip. And this is like a normal vacation for most people out there. You know, they have two weeks that they can take for the year. So they go and they book everything in advance and they might spend a little bit more money because it's just like the only two week trip that they're going to take. And, you know, we travel a lot. And usually when we're traveling, it's for longer periods of time. So we're always trying to cut costs. But on this trip, in my mind, I was kind of like, well, it's only two weeks. It's our baby moon. So, you know, maybe what we're spending is a little bit more than what we usually spend on longer trips. Yeah, we actually didn't plan anything in advance. It didn't seem that hectic to me. Um, and it wasn't that crazy with us. We didn't spend hours trying to find the hotels and stuff like that, although we did get in a fight about it the one night. Um, but yeah, most people won't travel like this and we get this, but for us planning three nights in advance, I mean, we did book the uh, Airbnb apartment in Ljubljana before we got on the plane to go to New York to go there, because, but only a day in advance. Yeah, our so, number one rule, even though we're last minute, is to always have a place to stay when you land. Right, because that's just we've done it where we didn't, and that's even that's even too crazy for us. So we did three nights in an Airbnb with this um, this guy's apartment named Blage, right, basically in the city center. You know, about about a five minute walk from dead downtown in Ljubljana. It was booked on Airbnb. It cost us about $65 a night. One bedroom apartment, full kitchen, you know, bathroom. Not that we used the kitchen. But- yeah, not that we used it. But I mean, a living uh, living room, kitchen, one bedroom, one bathroom, entire place to ourselves. And for me, this was a big, big thumbs up. And I think the best value of the entire trip until we came back to Ljubljana, which we'll tell you about that. But this 65 bucks for this apartment... It was a great walk, like easy walk into downtown, and I give it a huge thumbs up. Yeah, the location was great. The apartment was nice. It was clean. I, I'll give it a thumbs up too, but like a begrudging thumbs up only because the bed was not super comfortable and being seven months pregnant, I, I didn't sleep super well. Plus, it was really hot when we were in Louisiana. There was no air conditioning. And there was the no apartment. air conditioning. I don't think there's... Is there traditionally air conditioning mostly? I don't think there's traditionally no, air conditioning. No, but it was them, like but. 85 to 90 degrees and like we only had a fan. So it was slightly uncomfortable. So I'm going with like a hesitant thumbs up, but it was good value and it was a really You're good You're doing location. that like in between yeah, thumb that's turning. Yeah, the wobble. Yeah, the yeah, wobble. Yeah, You're yeah, doing yeah. the wobble the thumb. Okay. For me, 65 bucks. It was great. And plus we were there three nights. We got to really settle in. Parking was right there. Super cheap. Um... What about, and we are going to do a destination diary on Ljubljana itself and and Slovenia, actually, probably uh, all of Slovenia since it's the size of New Jersey. I think we can lump it all into one destination (laughs) diary. And we'll probably also do a destination diary on Istria and Rovin in Croatia. 
and we have one on London, which we've done before. So we're not going to get too much into what we did in the cities. But overall, Ljubljana, we spent three nights there. For you, thumbs up. Was that worth spending three out of 13 nights in Ljubljana, uh, Slovenia? 100%. Ljubljana is an amazing... So there's no wobble now. This is straight up thumbs up. It is an amazing little city. It is so beautiful. It's, It's small, so you can walk everywhere, which we did do the first day. Well, the first day when we landed, you know, we didn't go out a ton. But the second day, we walked eight miles throughout the entire day around the city which sounds like Heather a, liked to a remind lot. me the entire day as every well, time we sit down and do something she's like uh, 6.3 miles no, today I was like really tired and I you know we've been walking a lot and I was like wow I wonder why I'm so tired and Charles was like well we haven't been walking that much fortunately like I looked on my health app on the iPhone and it said we logged 8 miles and I was like really Trav really you wonder why I'm tired that, that thing's wrong that thing's wrong <laughs> they must be doubling your steps or something but like anyway that. It's a very manageable city by foot, and it's it's just beautiful. It's ab- absolutely stunning. Yeah, postcard perfect. You know, postcard picture perfect. Really huge thumbs up for Ljubljana to me. One of my favorite cities now, for sure. And again, we'll be doing a whole Destination Diary episode on Ljubljana and, and Slovenia. So, so we don't need to gush too much I'm, right Yeah, now. I'm not going to get into my favorite gelato of all time, but it is, spoiler alert, in Ljubljana. So you have to listen <laughs> to that episode to hear which one it is. Because I tried five places. Multiple the, times. And four in one day, back to back to back to back, just so I could make sure it was that good. Um, and we have a lot of great restaurants and some some advice on what to do. Not getting into that, but huge thumbs up for me, for Ljubljana. Then what we did is we, uh, because it's the size of New Jersey, Slovenia, it's very easy to get around. So we had a rental car. And I guess we should go with this uh, right off the bat we, before we get into where we went. $220 for 10-day rental car in Slovenia and Croatia. So we had it the whole time we were in Ljubljana. We picked it up at the airport when we landed. Right. And we dropped it back off at the Ljubljana airport after we swung down and road trip through Croatia. So just real quick, 220 bucks for 10 days in Slovenia and Croatia with a rental car. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up because Definitely. it was just, it made everything really comfortable, especially being pregnant or if you travel with kids, which we'll be doing next time that we go on a trip. It was cheap. It was easy and was convenient. And, the and parking, easy to drive. E- easy to drive. Same side we, of the road. We were on the same side of the road, the right side of the road, both in direction and in <laughs> the way it should be. Um, you Brits, you crazy Brits. Um, and also, parking was easy. It cost us like $3 a day in Ljubljana. It was free for us in Rovin when we were there and stuff like that. So if you're going there, highly, highly recommend that you guys rent cars. It's just, it's nice and you can go wherever you want. It's easy to drive there. Roads are fine and not crazy or anything like that. Okay, so after Ljubljana, we took a day trip up to Lake Bled, which is, if you don't know anything, if you only know one thing about Slovenia, you probably know Lake Bled, and that is the picturesque lake with a church on an island dropped into the middle, and this was the place that I had been wanting to go forever, because I've seen it in pictures, and we went up there, did a day, we drove up, it only took, what, had 40, oh my goodness. 45 it's minutes so to close. an hour from Ljubljana. It's so close. And we went there, spent hours, maybe four yeah. or five hours at the lake. I swam from the beach 
over to the church, which then they don't let you go up and into if you're in swimsuit. You have to pay like 18 euros for a boat to bring you over. Come on. So I swam it and then swam back. It was a little longer than I imagined. I was getting pretty tired on the way back. And then we went down around the way and we went to Lake Bohine, which is only about 30 minutes from Lake Bled. Just as picturesque, I thought, but way less touristy. And it's kind of a locals lake. I mean, like, I disagree that it's just as picturesque because Lake Bled has a cathedral in the middle, a church in the middle of it on an island, and then like a huge castle up on a cliff above it. So, mm, I mean, not as picturesque. I mean, the lake itself is beautiful, but it's more just nature. It didn't have anything kind of crazy. Well, the water was even clearer, which I couldn't imagine. <laughs> like, crystal clear. Yeah. And I'm, it has the mountains coming right down yes, to the it's, lake. It's beautiful. I'm not saying don't go there. I'm just saying you have... Don't... I mean, you wouldn't skip Lake Bled and go to that okay. lake instead. You should... Right. Go, go to, to both. Bo. Go to Bled. Go to Bohine. And then we... Talking about not having anything planned, at that point, we had nowhere to stay that night. And it was about... This is why the internet is crazy i mean it was about 5 6 p.m we had nowhere to stay and we could have driven we were i thought you had booked this in advance like that morning or something i oh i had booked it that morning but we were considering canceling it because i thought maybe you just wanted to go back to ljubljana um because you weren't feeling that well then but that's what it was so i thought oh i could just cancel this but i did book it that morning and what we decided to do was then drive a little further north past Bled. So Ljubljana is south. You drive about an hour north to Lake Bled, kind of northwest. And then you keep going northwest right to the border of Austria, and you get up into the Julian Alps. And we, the goal was that night we were going to stay in the Julian Alps, but you weren't feeling that well. So I thought, eh, maybe we'll go back to Ljubljana. You said, no, let, let's go up to these Alps and, and see it. Because again, from Lake Bled, it was an extra like, 35 minutes. Everything is very close. So first off, thumbs up to Lake Bled and Lake Bohine. Yes, for me too. Yeah. Okay. So definitely big thumbs up. You could do it in a day trip. You could stay out there or you could do what we did and go from the lakes and then stay up in an area in the Alps called Kranska Gorga. And we stayed at a place there called Villa Stella or excuse me, uh, Villa Flora. We'll be getting to Villa Stella. Villa Flora, which was in Kranska Gorga, right at the foot of the Julian Alps. And it was a hundred dollars, and it was what would you like an alpine? It was an old alpine house yes. that they converted into eight apartments, and it was really beautiful and really comfortable. Now, I don't think that you would need to spend more than one night in this area unless you were planning on doing a lot of hiking because there's nothing there, or, there's like, or skiing in the winter. There's skiing. a big ski resort. There's up a there. big ski resort, um, but you know, there's only like one or two restaurants, so. It, it was definitely awesome, though, because the Villa Flora was newly renovated. And so there's all this like beautiful woodwork and it was very comfortable. And not only that, you have the view of these Alps, which fortunately we drove in and it was still light out because the next morning it was raining and you couldn't even see the mountains. Right. So we were at the base of I mean, when we say at the base of the mountain, we were you looked across the road and there was the mountains. And an alpine chateau, they had only finished it half a year ago. The people were super nice. We stayed in the studio apartment they have, which was the smallest one. And that cost us, what was it? That cost us about 100 US dollars that per night. And then they had two and three bedroom ones. 
just a really, really well done, cool. I mean, we're in a studio, but essentially it was, I mean, it was huge. Yeah, it, was it was way pl- bigger than it we was, needed. It was definitely big enough. Fully stocked yeah. kitchen. I mean, it was about 500 square feet. It, essentially, its own apart- it was its own apartment. Fully stocked kitchen. Really comfortable bed. The best sleep that we had the whole time. Would you agree with that? Probably. Um, you had the Alpine air coming in. Comfortable bed. Great bathroom. Double thumbs up for me for Villa Flora yeah. in Kronska Gorda. Thumbs up for me too. I'm really glad we decided to go up there. And then, all right, so moving on the next day, then what we did, the reason we went up there was there is a pass called the, I'm going to bungle this, Ver- Versic Pass on a V-R-S-C-I-C. <laughs> all right, the this pass that goes then through the mountains and then you're heading south and you can go all the way through the mountains down um, by the river there um, that is absolutely stunning and keep going down. And our plan was to take that mountain pass all the way down follow the river, go all the way through Slovenia, and then down into Croatia the next night. So instead of it taking, you know, like three hours to maybe drive to Rovin, it's going to take us more like six hours. Well, we hours. five, and it took... Well, it took us the whole day, but... It took us the whole day. We left at 10.30, and we didn't get into Rovin until probably 8.30. Yeah. But we stopped and ate and took a lot of pictures and things like that. So we took the, the mountain pass and then took the scenic way all the way down through Slovenia and actually stopped in a town called Piran, which is the only part of the coast that Slovenia has on the Adriatic. So they only have, what, 46 kilometers of coast, right? Something Heth? like that. And we stopped there to eat dinner and then we continued the hour down into Croatia and into Rovin, Croatia. So thumbs up or thumbs down on the road trip of taking the scenic route instead of just taking the three hours back through Ljubljana and to Rovin. Definitely thumbs up. It was a beautiful drive, even though half of it was rainy, maybe a little more than half of it was rainy. The sun popped out a few times, but it was beautiful. We love our road trips and our coastal drives and our mountain drives. It's kind of a thing that we always really enjoy doing. So I'm glad that we did it. Yeah. And this had been planned. Just remember this. We went to Lake Bled the day before. Like we went to Lake Bled the day we were waking up to leave Ljubljana because we had to be out of our Airbnb. I booked the place for that night up in the Alps and decided to take this road trip the next day. So we Went from Ljubljana up to Lake Bled, stayed up in the Alps, and took the road trip the next day. So that shows you how little planning we were doing at this point. I gave, like, I just gave two thumbs up to Villa Flora, but two thumbs up times two to the drive and taking the scenic route. I think that was the best day of the entire baby moon, especially because we didn't even really know what to expect. People had said, this is a cool drive, but... And that was kind of like the adventurous part. You know what I mean? You When you're on a road trip and, you know, if you just take a, three hours to drive a highway to the next destination, you're, that's not really an adventure. But if you're going through like a mountain pass and then you go through these little towns that are like, I don't know, you wouldn't go through if you were driving on a highway. It's just funny and it's it's adventurous. And then... 
you know, we were on the highway for a very small amount of time towards the end. And then we got off in Peron. And that was a beautiful little medieval city that I'd never even heard of or seen a picture of. And it's it was gorgeous. Yeah. And we'll go through a little more detail of the entire drive and everything that we recommend doing when we do the Destination Diary Slovenia episode. But yeah, the the drive, the Versic Pass, I'll have to figure out how to say that. I'll Google it before we do that episode. And the uh, Saka Valley and the Saka River. I've never seen that clear of water in a river before. It was it was awesome. Check our Instagram. It's beautiful. Of that. Absolutely Just, beautiful. Um, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal scenery. So big thumbs up to that. And then we get into Rovin. So now we start, quote unquote, Heather's part of the baby moon. I kind of had my part there in Slovenia. And it was, to your credit, Heth, it was much more go, go, go. Even though we were in Ljubljana three nights, I was... And you didn't come with me every time, but I, you know, I come on, let's go, let's go sports. So we were walking around a lot, eight miles the one day, as you like to mention. Um, we did a lot in Ljubljana, we saw a lot, we ate a lot. I kind of pushed us to do a ton because I was really excited. And um, to your credit, you you did it and you loved it. I think. I mean, so far, lots of thumbs up. And it was not. I'm sure it was not easy being seven months pregnant. So when we got to Croatia, why I say it was kind of your part of it was this was supposed to be the more relaxing part of the baby moon. Yeah. So we got to Rovin and, you know, there was big debate on where we were going to stay in Rovin and Rovin is an old medieval city. It's kind of like Dubrovnik, which is, you know, a lot more popular, but it's one of those cities you can't drive into. You have to like park outside it and it's all these cobblestones. Pedestrian only. In the yeah. Old pedestrian town. only with like hills and stairs and all of the apartments in the old city that were available on Airbnb were just like old and outdated. And I just, the thought of like dragging all my luggage through the city streets, you know, just seemed inconvenient. So, we decided to stay outside of Rovin about like a 10 minute, minute 15 minute drive. This is where our first kind of uh, our disagreement came about with decide you. I let you pick the place that we we're going to stay in Rovin, both places. And I wanted to stay in the city because I wanted to not have to drive into it. I just wanted to walk out my door and be there and go explore. Whereas you wanted more of the comfort of being outside of it so that the car would be near. And again, yeah, we didn't have to like trek, schlep our stuff through the city and things like that. So we stayed at Villa Stella in Rovin for three nights. We found this apartment, which was 15 minutes outside of the city. Yeah, and it was, you know, I guess our budget for that apartment either whether we were going to stay in Rovan or we were going to stay outside of Rovan. We, we had a budget? Well, I mean, you found, me. you found an apartment for $80 in the city that was old and outdated. And I was like, this doesn't look comfortable. So I'll try to find something comparable. I found an $80 a night apartment outside the city that was brand new. It had three bedrooms, which is funny because we didn't need three bedrooms, but it just happened to be like the last apartment available in this like new building. Um, so I'm thinking, okay, well at least I'll have enough pillows to like cushion around my pregnant body. And I was like, okay, so if that's our budget, then that, this is where I'd rather stay because it looks more comfortable to me. Now, I don't know if I would have rather stayed in the city. I guess if we could have found like a cuter apartment that didn't look like it had not been decorated in 20 years in the center of the city, I would have stayed there. So, so in this case, maybe it would have been better to book in advance because what was left in the in the center of the city 
to me seemed like outdated and uncomfortable. Right. So essentially you were preferring the comfort and and the, the space and the size of it. You know, again, a 15 minute drive outside of the old town and then you had to drive in. You couldn't park in the town. So you had to find parking, which was crazy on the weekend because everyone was there going to the beach. So we had to park and we had to walk 15 more minutes in. You were preferring the, yeah, the comfort and the size of, I mean, we had a three bedroom apartment. We pulled up and it was only two people. She was shocked. She was, only two of you? We're like, yeah, this is the only place left in your website. She's just laughing. We're laughing. She shows us a full three bedroom, yeah. brand new, big living room, spacious big kitchen, bathroom. like 15 foot high ceilings. It was insane. And there was only Heather and I. So she had plenty of pillows because uh, we stole them from all the other beds. But yes, we had a three bedroom apartment there. Are you giving Villa Stella in Rovin for those three nights a thumbs up or a thumbs down? It's hard for me to say because it was really beautiful and convenient because we could park right there. But for some reason, I just like, I don't know. I didn't love that experience. Yeah. So, all right. I'm going to give it the wobble, wobbling <laughs> yeah. towards thumbs down. Not and and not at all because of the place. The, if you want to stay outside of Rovin, it, this is a phenomenal place. The ladies were so nice. So the nice. place was immaculate. Amazing. And imagine if you went with like, you know, four other people. Right. Right. And it was 80 bucks a night. I mean, it's a steal. And that would have been a big thumbs up. If we were the group and we stayed out there, it would have been a big thumbs up because we had multiple cars. Two people could have gone into the city. Two people could stay behind. It just wasn't worth it for us because all that space on was great. But I would have preferred, I think, to have been staying in the old town so I could walk out of our door and then get to explore. But here's the thing. Another reason that... I don't know. I feel weird about this experience, mostly because we were there. We got in Friday night super late. So that was our first night. Then Saturday, we left and we didn't go into Rovin at all. We went and met our friends and we drove around Istria and we went to wineries and stuff. So it's not like we were in the city anyway. Right. So it wouldn't have mattered. And then. then the next day, Sunday, which was our last day, we also met up with our friends. So it was just kind of like a weird experience where we weren't really enjoying the accommodation, but we weren't in Rovin, the city either, because we kept like going out to meet up with our friends. Right. And I think if you if you didn't, it'd be a great place to stay. And it kind of, I guess it w- it was a good place for us to stay if you were going to hop in your car and go and explore the rest of the Istrian Peninsula because, yeah, then it's easy access. Your car's right there. You can right. get on and the And that is what we did do. So, so I guess I give it a thumbs so up. So you're giving it a wobble up. And yeah. I'm just, and yeah. So either way, we loved it um, for what it was, but I just, it, it was a great place. And if you have a group, staying outside the city is, is totally fine. And it was manageable. I just missed exploring the cities a bit, especially well, yeah, coming we from d- Ljubljana. We didn't stay in the. We didn't right. stay in Rovin, so we missed that kind of experience. experience. Right. So then we moved, and and the reason, and then we had two more nights in Rovin, and we kind of missed the experience of of exploring the city again because what we did then was we moved. This is f- disagreement number two. Um, as you can see, I, yeah. I I said it was supposed to be Heather's part I of the know, trip. I know, and yet you disagreed with everything I decided right. to so, do. Uh, all of a sudden, huh. I'm seeing where the problem lies. Yeah, the problem lies with Travis. <laughs> so we went to a place called Hotel Eden for two nights. It was $225 a night. Let that sink in. That may be the most expensive hotel we've ever 
Not true. Not true. We have stayed at hotels that have been just as expensive. This not often. It's not like a practice that we that we do. But we've stayed at hotels this expensive before. I don't know. I'm trying to. I had you try to name it, and you could not name one. uh, Well, one time in Chiang Mai, we stayed somewhere that was one hundred and eighty five bucks, and was not worth it. Uh, Well, no, that one was was not worth it at all. Um, Whatever. We're not getting into this argument of if it's the most expensive we've. You know, hotel you uh, ever right. stayed at two hundred and twenty-five dollars a night. It was a resort. Okay, it included breakfast, which was pretty delicious, like a huge buffet breakfast. And I just have to say that it was a splurge. I'm not saying it wasn't a splurge, but the disagreement happened when Travis was like, "Well, I found this hotel that's one hundred and thirty dollars, and it's like thirty miles from Rovin, and it's super outdated. But this will be our splurge. This like older, I thought our splurge coastal hotel for one hundred and thirty dollars. And I'm like, listen, one hundred and thirty dollars a night isn't like just throwaway money, but that's just like a normal night. That's a normal night at a hotel somewhere. And I'm thinking, okay, two. 200 or with taxes it ended up being 225 225 a night at a beautiful recently redesigned hotel with excellent reviews um not to mention it's a 10 minute walk into rovin it's definitely worth it i mean yes it's a splurge but it does it to me it did not seem unreasonable it seemed like a compromise could be made. I and it was made after Yeah, not without a lot of, a lot of strife. A lot of strife. For I, two nights even. Just two nights, people. I uh, wasn't even staying there for five nights. Two nights. So let me give you my thought on Hotel Eden. It was a great place. I really enjoyed it. Um it had a nice pool that we sat by all day. It, it you could walk right to the beach and sit by there. Now the only the only thing is that like anyone could use the beach. Now they did have to pay like five euros a day per person if they want to use that beach, but you know, pittance compared to $225 a night. But the beach was right there. It was nice. The pool was nice. We got upgraded to a junior suite because I asked the guy and that was nice. So the room was nice. They had a fantastic gym and sauna area, which I made use of. So, and it was they about... Did, they had water aerobics, which you did two I days also in a did row. water aerobics. That is very true. They had yoga. I mean, it was a really cool, fun, nice place. And they had a good breakfast. And it was about a 15-minute walk in the center of Rovin. So, overall, yes, I liked it. And I liked it certainly more than I thought... And once I got over my anger at $225, which might sound crazy to some, some people might be like, oh, yeah, I get it, Trev. And some people be like, you are crazy. So I think most people think you're crazy, but well, yeah. I don't know. Well, I think whatever side I you think fall we on. need some feedback on social media because I need to feel a little bit of validation over this because most people that I talked to about this were kind of like, yeah, that doesn't seem unreasonable. Our friends that we met up with in Croatia. Who, you know, have like some people, okay, Travis, some people go on vacation and maybe even spend $400 a night uh, for a splurge, okay? Regardless, regardless, Hotel Eden, worth $225 a night if if that's what you're looking for. And it was (laughs) was nice. But there are other resorts for $170 a night, $150 a night. So... The value proposition to me 
not that great. So yeah. I'm giving hotel. If you Eden, don't care about what the pool looks like or if the rooms have been updated in the past thirty years. All right, so you're spend a hundred and thirty. You're giving hotel Eden a, a thumbs up. I'm giving it a double thumbs up. All right, so I'm gonna give it the wobble thumb. The wobble thumb. The wobble thumb. Oh because, yeah, yeah. Because when you were getting like seconds and thirds on that buffet breakfast, yeah, definitely thumbs down on that, right? I'm giving it the wobble. That thumb. water aerobics <laughs> in the middle of the day. All right, moving on from hotel, and we spent two nights here at two hundred and twenty-five dollars a pop. And then what we had to do. So overall, okay, before we leave Rovin, let's give this part of the trip a thumbs up or thumbs down. Rovin and the Istrian Peninsula in Croatia, thumbs up or thumbs down. I am going to give it a thumbs up. But Whoa! Not, you don't seem too happy about that. Not as. Not as an enthusiastic thumbs up as Slovenia. And I don't really know why exactly. Because I love Croatia, but I definitely think that I like the Dalmatian coast a lot more than the Istrian Peninsula. And I here's, here's a couple of the reasons why. Number one, I am pregnant. So we went to wineries, but like You're I pregnant? had... <laughs> I could not really like indulge in the wine. You know, I had like a couple of sips here and there, but you know, so I think because Istria is kind of like the Tuscany of. Right. That's how it's of, been described as. It's the Tuscany of, of Croatia. Croatia. So maybe if I went back and I wasn't pregnant and I could enjoy like the wines and the, the cheeses and the meats and stuff like that a little bit more. Um, secondly, I did get sick while we were there and I'm still sick a week and a half later, if you can tell by my voice and the nasally sound that is happening right now. So that did cloud the trip a little bit for me. Um, cause I was like pregnant and even more tired and all I really wanted to do was kind of just like lay around. So I don't know. I feel like I need to give Istria another chance cause I wasn't as enamored with it as I thought I would be. I am in agreement. In that I like the Dalmatian coast, Split and Dubrovnik blew us away when we were there. Istria was, again, don't cry for us. This was a great trip overall, but it didn't blow me away that some of the other places have. I'm with you in that, you know, you do drive a lot of places. If you, if you're, if you want to use it as like Tuscany where you're driving around going to all these vineyards and stuff, then you'll love it. We didn't do as much of that except for the half day, the one day, but you couldn't really do that. So that kind of dampered it. Also, I didn't think the beaches were as nice as the Dalmatian coast. No, and I mean, we only went to like two beaches. I think that if we had explored more beaches, like when we were in the Dalmatian coast and it's like we drove from Split to Dubrovnik in every little town on the coast you stopped in was like absolutely stunning. Right. Like you'd never see anything as beautiful as this. Right. The water wasn't as clear. It was still great, but not as clear. So I would also probably need to give Istria a second chance. But my gut is telling me that I'm giving it like, this is going to sound harsh, but like a wobble thumb down because it. I, I just had... Because we love Croatia so much. Again, if you go with no expectations, it was a good trip. But I think our expectations were really high for it, and it just didn't meet them. And some of that was our own "quote unquote" fault, not our own fault. But it was a baby moon, so we stayed by the pool and we stayed at the resort a lot, and we didn't get out and explore as much. So we, well, I don't feel it like was we gave fast. It. You know, we were only there for right. basically four full days, if you count the travel on either end. And two of those days we spent like with our friends, kind of just hanging out. Yeah. So. 
So we always say it's okay to not love a destination. Yeah. And that's what makes when you do love a destination so great. I think a lot of people feel that when they travel, that I'm not going to get on my soapbox too long here, but when they travel, everything has to be the best ever. This has to be the greatest place. And that's one of the reasons we're like doing the podcast is to obviously tell you the places that we love. And when we do love them, you can hear it in our voice and we're very adamant about it. But also then to give you a real sense of things that might not have met our expectations. And Slovenia blew away my expectations and I loved it. And Rovin And then I loved it too. And right. I loved it too. So, so I'm glad that we did the Slovenia part of the trip because I liked it a lot more than I liked the Croatian part of the trip, which is super surprising to me and a little bit disappointing. I feel like right. a little disappointed by that. It's all right. It's all right. We'll get you through it. We'll get yeah, you through well, it. Yeah. A little bit of therapy. First here, real but. problems. So the, speaking of uh, Slovenia, then we had to fly out of Ljubljana. So we actually just woke up that Next morning, we actually hung out at the resort because, of course, come on, travel hacking pro tip here. If you're spending $225 or even if you know, you're know you spending a decent amount of money at a nice place, just stay the whole day uh, if you can. Like we didn't have to I get back. I think we stayed until like 3.30. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we checked out of our room at 11 and we stayed until 3.34. And then we drove right back up to Ljubljana because we were flying out the next morning. And again, not planning. The day the day we were leaving, then we were at the pool and we're talking about where should we stay in Ljubljana and where, sh- you know, this and that. And we didn't have wanna... brought up, you know, getting a shared apartment on Airbnb. I knew you probably wouldn't go for it, but it was 30 euros. Mm-hmm. And it was the guy who we had stayed with before when we were in Ljubljana. We had stayed at his yes. other apartment for three nights. And it was a shared house. With a shared bathroom, which if anyone who's listening has ever been pregnant and you know that you have to use the bathroom three or four times in the middle of the night, you don't want to share. Well, and we didn't. So that was one of the options, a 30 euro (laughs) shared place. Again, it was going to be one night and we had to get up and go to the airport the next day. So I just threw it out as an option. It got Mm -hmm. shot down. Uh, To your credit, not vehemently, you said, "Uh, I could do that, but let's look at these other options. Yeah, I'd rather not. And to my credit, I said, okay, well, let's see if we can use our free hotel night. And so we stayed at the Intercontinental Ljubljana, which had... Uh, which we used a free hotel night. So if we have the Chase uh, IHG card, the Intercontinental card. It gives us one free night at any Intercontinental hotel in the world. And yeah, so 49, we... hold on, just let me fill everyone in real oh, quick. Yeah. This is the best deal out there when it comes to travel hacking about. It's $49 annual fee for this card, and then you get a free night every, anywhere you want in any yeah, intercontinental. There's no restrictions. No restrictions. No category one through four like you, Hyatt, or one through five like Marriott. Come on. No. Intercontinental is like anyone in the world. So I we, almost was a little remiss yeah, to we use it on this sure. Intercontinental Lubionics. I didn't know when we use it again, but this thing was insane. It was well worth it because this Intercontinental had just opened like two weeks prior. To, she literally, I'm like, oh, this place is pretty brand new when we went to the reception desk because everything looked literally brand new. So I thought a couple months, she goes, we opened 10 days ago. So we may have been the first people to stay in the room that we stayed yeah, in. Yeah, we, we got upgraded. We got upgraded to a suite. Let me tell you, it was 
stunning. This hotel is absolutely beautiful. I mean, the fact that we didn't have to pay for it makes it even better because it's usually what, like six hundred so the, the dollars a night. Cheapest room, the regular room is three hundred and fifty euros a night. The suite that we were talk in talk about a splurge. Yeah, the suite that we were in was five hundred and eighty euros a night, and obviously we got it for free. And it it was. It 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 made me feel bad that we didn't have more time to stay there because we were on like the fifteenth floor, amazing panoramic views, a huge suite. They had a pool on the seventeenth floor that looked out over the whole city that I went up and used, and a, and a fitness room. But we were only there from basically eight p.m. to like nine a.m. the next night or next morning. Yeah, so you know, unfortunately, we didn't get to just use the amenities all the time. You know, for the a 24-hour complete right. stay or something like that. But it definitely was worth it. It was very comfortable. It was very relaxing. And it was nice to have our last night. This was kind of like the last night of the baby moon, really, because then when we went to the UK, we were with our friends the whole time. And it was, you know... Right. This was this was the a end more of hectic, the alone so. time for Smalls and yeah. I. And um, we... It was... It was awesome. I am oh. very happy that we did it. Okay. It was well worth the free night um, <laughs> compared to if we had stayed at the shared thing. And I know that would have been okay. But this was a cool way to cap off the end of our, just the trip for both of us was at this Intercontinental in Ljubljana. It was cool. And it was fun, and um, we didn't get to spend that much time there, but we felt pretty... Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it, because... So I'm giving it a big thumbs up. Awesome. Me too. I I mean, how could you not? Well, yeah, there was one part that I'm giving a thumbs down, and this is what always <laughs> oh, happens. That's that's We didn't use this, but the valet parking when we pulled up, yeah. 40 euros 40 a night. Euros. I looked at this guy, are you kidding me? Because I, we had been to Ljubljana, and I had known that there was street parking, so I pulled out of the hotel... And right on the street in front of the hotel, I was able to snag a spot that was completely free overnight parking. So we saved ourselves 40 euros there. So thumbs down. But you but know, I always give thumbs always down to chain is. hotels I mean, for just charging it, out the wazoo it for that It is ridiculous. Always the valet parking at any chain hotel is always just outrageously expensive. Right. So thumbs up to the Intercontinental Ljubljana and thumbs up to the Chase IHG uh, hotel you credit that card. card. $49 annual fee, any place. So essentially we... We got we spent forty nine dollars to have this awesome awesome suite, uh, and we booked it that day, which is cool too. There's not very many blackout dates, if at all. So we booked it three hours before we actually came to stay there. So again, last minute trip was pretty last minute. Then we flew from um, the from Ljubljana to the UK to London, and we flew on an airline. I forgot about this. This isn't even in my notes. This was one of our flights called Wizz Air, which is a Hungarian low cost. Airline, yes, it's called Wiz Air. W H I Z Z. W I Z Z. Oh, no H. No H. But yeah, anyway, this to me was a huge thumbs down. First yeah, off, this airline sucks. It I just am, outright is not a cool airline. The customer service is atrocious. They literally, I mean, you can explain it because you were livid, livid over this. So situation. here's what happened, and we'll move past this because I don't want to dwell on the bad parts of it. But I am a huge proponent of budget airlines and low cost airlines. I don't like when people complain, oh, they nickel and dime you, they charge for everything. I'm like, yeah, well, your ticket was nine bucks or whatever, 70 bucks. <laughs> so 
I'm fine with them being upfront and saying this is how much bags cost and all that. And I don't like when people complain about because I said you know ahead of time, right? Factor that in when you're saying whether you want to take them or not. Exactly. So we did. So we bought our tickets, and we Heather and I bought a checked or not a check bag, a carry-on bag, because they only allow you to have one personal, one small personal bag if you don't buy baggage. So we knew we had carry-on sized bags, so we bought carry-on sized bags. So we get there, we bought ahead of time, our tickets, I think it co- ended up costing us 170 US dollars for two people plus the bag. So it ended up costing us about $85 a, a person for the flight, which was great from Ljubljana all the way to London. We're like, this is cool. We get there and they inform us that, yes, we bought checked bags, but that means that then we can't have the free personal item with us. And I was like, but why not? Right. So I bought a checked bag, but I can't bring the free personal because item. Because you with automatically me. get a free personal item, like a free small personal item. Right. But when we upgraded to a bigger carry on, then you, you lose lost? the ability to bring your personal item. Which makes zero sense and does not. And she kept saying, well, you upgraded to a bigger bag. You didn't buy the carry on bag. It, it, you know, our rules say that that's an up, you're upgrading to that. I said, well, nowhere does it say that, you know, warning, warning, you're not allowed to bring a personal bag. So now, then, of course, Heather and I had our, our carry on bags. And then we had, I had a tiny little backpack as a personal bag. Heather had her, My tote bag. Uh, her tote bag. And they would not let us on the flight until we bought at the airport and that's how they screw you because it's super expensive then so at the airport you then have to buy for the extra personal item and for that it was 25 euros a person so it was 50 euros for heather and i to be able to bring on these little bags which at the end of the day isn't gonna like make or break anyone but if you booked it online in advance it's like eight euros so we had to spend you know like 30 euros more and it was just annoying because it's first thing in the morning and you just feel like you're getting ripped off it's annoying because they do it on purpose because there were other people in line with the same issue where they obviously assumed that if they bought a checked bag or a carry-on bag excuse me that then they also got their free personal item because why would you lose it if you bought something and so they screw you over. So it's and so just is the bad f- customer service, really, all around. And then when we get on the flight, they're, you know, hassling me. They bring me to the side. They're like, how you're pregnant? How many weeks are you? And they were giving me a hard time saying that after 28 weeks, like, you're not allowed to fly without a doctor's documentation. Which, of course, I had been to the doctor right before this trip. And my doctor was like, yeah, you're fine until like 34 weeks. You don't need any doctor's notes or whatever so you know then they're asking me saying that they're gonna have to ask the captain it's, if it's up okay. to the pilot if we're allowed to fly i was like it and was i was sitting just, there thinking you better not kick us yeah, off this flight no kidding be held at bay so it was just a very uncomfortable not good experience right and so yes so big thumbs down on my part to wizard yes and mostly because i i just think they scam you on purpose and if they're forthright about it that would have been fine. Or they said, oh, well, we understand. Here is my other thing, my argu- other argument. Just really quickly, then I said it'd be quick, but I'm a little riled up right now. <laughs> I said to the lady, okay, I didn't realize that we didn't get the personal item when we bought a carry-on bag. Can I at least just pay you the amount that I would pay if I did it online? I would have bought it ahead of time. You see, I'm not trying to sneak onto this plane with my big bag. I bought that. Can I pay you the six euros it would cost me if I bought it online? She said, well, you're not online. 
you're here at the airport. And, you know, of course, then I'm just pissed. I'm like, I get that. But, you know, so I just, I don't like that they scam you on purpose. I love low-cost airlines. I love budget airlines. I'm fine with them charging for everything because that's how they keep their prices down. And I like but getting the pick. just be more transparent about it. Yeah. Don't do it on purpose. So big thumbs down to Wizz Air. I totally forgot about it. It wasn't my notes. I think I tried <laughs> to block that out. Worst part of the trip. Boom to, boo to you, Wizz Air. All right. So then we get to London and we rent a car. And so our first decision we have to give a thumbs up or thumbs down to was renting a car. Four days in the UK. It was 115 US dollars. I give it a thumbs up because you didn't have to drive. <laughs> I give renting the car a thumbs down because in essence, this part of the trip, we won't bore you with all the details. We didn't need the car as much as we thought because we thought we were going to go pick up friends and take them out to the wedding with us, which was out in the countryside and all that kind of stuff. And in the long run, we didn't end up really picking up friends because they had to work and their schedule got messed up. So we got a car. Here's my thing. I would thumbs up to the car, but the next decision that we made, I will give a thumbs down to because we, instead of just driving straight to the countryside, which would have been fine. Would with have been about two car, hours from the airport. We went into London to stay the night with our friend and meet up with friends for dinner. And while it wasn't really that bad, the traffic was fine. You know, it was just kind of inconvenient. And so I give that decision a thumbs down and then leaving London the next day to drive to the countryside took so long because there was all this traffic. So I give that a thumbs down. To cut a really long story short, we could have driven from the airport to where the wedding was in about two hours. Instead, we spent an hour and a half driving into London. We had dinner. Then we spent half an hour driving to our friend's apartment. So there's two hours right there. Now we're at about the time it would have taken us. Plus, we had to drive through London and uh, being on the wrong side of the road, pain in the butt. I've done it before, but it's just always a bit hard to get used to it. So I was not enjoying the drive. Then the next day, leaving London to get out to the countryside, supposed to be a two-hour drive or a little under a two-hour drive. It took us six hours. So all in all, the decision yeah. to drive out there uh, or at least go into London and then go back out, bad decision, huge thumbs down. The car I'm giving a thumbs down only because it was a bit harrowing to drive around. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting older and more nervous about stuff, but it was just... I didn't enjoy the driving in England like I normally do. Well, and I was just a little worried. I didn't want to have to deal with like scraping up the car like I've done before, things like that. Yeah, I still give a thumbs up to having the car because it was very convenient for me, even though Trav had to drive and we had an Airbnb and then we had to drive to the wedding. So we would have had to take a taxi, which would have been fine. You know, but we would have spent money on a taxi yeah. going it, back it and forth. It probably saved us anyway. a little bit of money, but it cost us a lot of time, is what yeah. it boils down to. But we went, then got out into Cheltenham, and um, we spent two nights in an Airbnb out there the night before the wedding and then the night of the wedding. And that was $115 a night for Heather and I because it was ended up being like, because we, we were sharing it with two other people. So for us, it was $115 a night. Um, it was cute. It was cool in the middle of Cheltenham, but I think that for a for two hundred and fifty dollars a night, which is what all four of us paid, I thumbs think it down. was overpriced. It was definitely overpriced. So I'm giving that a thumbs down. I give it a thumbs down too. And we could have easily just stayed in a hotel for that price. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mean, there was no reason to have to stay at that Airbnb. And then, so we had the wedding, big thumbs up to the wedding, Manor by the Lake, Cotswoldian wedding, through and through, huge Manor. It was awesome. Super fun. Great. And then the last night that we had, we drove around the Cotswolds and we ended up spending the night 
Heather, so this was our last night of the of the trip in general. The next day, we had to get to uh, London Heathrow. So what we decided to do was get a hotel on the way back to to Heathrow, somewhere in the countryside. And there was a place called the Northery. Well, you explain what you wanted out of this last okay. night. So we were also traveling with our friend Bobby. So there were three of us and, you know, it had been raining all weekend. We're out in the countryside and not just me, but Bobby also just, we had this idea that how fun would it be to stay at like a traditional kind of British bed and breakfast on the side of the road, like at a pub with a fireplace and like a nice breakfast So, like, I'm sold. Obviously, that sounds super quaint and adorable and cozy, especially since it's been raining for days on end because you're in the UK in September or basically any time of the year because, like, it rains all the time. But anyway, I got it stuck in my head. And so I went on Hotels.com and I found a place that was not even that expensive. It came out to $170 a night. Again, split three ways. So we paid about $110. It's not that the place wasn't nice. It had free breakfast. The breakfast was decent. Um, it was cute. The room was very nice. The bed was very comfortable. My issue was it that was, with it was that I had found a place, and I've never seen this before, that on TripAdvisor had a five out of five. Every circle was filled all the way in, folks. A true five out of five can with I 100 also, and some reviews. Can I also point out that the $4 a night mojito house in Thailand also had like five stars I, on TripAdvisor. I've never seen all five circles fully filled in. This was a first with like 100 reviews. And this place was instead of 170 a night, about 100 a night. So mm. for me, I thought, all right, because there's three of us, you know, each of us would be paying an extra 25 bucks. To me, it's worth Heather and I saving 50 bucks to stay at a place that has great reviews it didn't have as cozy maybe of a fireplace from the pictures, but it was modern, updated, really nice. And uh, I was overruled by Hath because it was our last night. And as I said, this was a trip to pamper her. Hotel Eden, 225, Northern Arms. I mean, we're just throwing money the into Northern the wind Arms here. was so adorable. I am so happy we stayed there. I give it a double thumbs up. Double it was, thumbs it up. It was cute. It was comfortable. The bathroom was like so nice. The shower was like amazing in there. I like... It had a tub too, and I consider taking a bath, but I'm not a big bath person. But it was just so cozy. And then the next morning, we woke up and we had, you know, this really yummy British breakfast before we had to get on the flight. It just, I loved it. Double thumbs up, Northern Arms. It was so cute. It was so typical British experience. And we've never done that. We've never stayed at like a, you know, this is how soft I'm getting, guys. And Heather is wearing me down, as you can tell. I'm giving this the wobble thumb. Oh Typically, I'd give this a thumbs down for the for the deci- the decision making. I'm giving a thumbs down for the simple fact that I wanted okay. to stay at a five out of five what on TripAdvisor. About, okay, and we would have had fifty extra dollars on our okay, fifty extra so dollars whatever. in our pocket. So, but because it was nice, and because I had a good time, and because I'm getting soft, and my frugality is slowly being chipped away oh my here. gosh. I have to give it a wobble thumb because it was a very nice place. It was cute. They were nice. 
Um, it was a good place to stop. We also stopped an hour sooner that night than we would have if we went to the other place, which was nice because it was getting dark and I wanted to stop driving because I had driven all day. Mm, so, sounds like you should not be giving it a wobble I'm thumbs giving, up. You I'm should giving, just be giving it a thumbs up. Thumbs up for Northerly Arms. Thumbs down for the fact that I was overruling the decision and now I'll never oh my know gosh, you're such what a, a five baby. out of five on TripAdvisor So go back to the UK and stay at that place And now the I next don't have time. $50 so I can't go and get beer. I can't go out and eat tonight. I don't even know if we'll have money for groceries. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so there you guys have it. That was our trip. And then, oh, Scary, last thing. We flew back on American Airlines. Um, not business class. Not business class. They didn't have it available. It was economy class. But And this was, to me, the biggest thumbs down of the trip. Not for the flight, because actually there was probably only about one out of every five seats was taken. So we had a whole row to ourselves. It was awesome. Well, we each had a row. We each had a row. Yeah. I mean, there was no one on this flight, but we chose to spend more money and more miles. We spent 60,000 miles um, total, 30,000 a person plus $250 a person. So total 60,000 miles and $500 to fly out of London direct to Philly. We could have for two for five hundred dollars total and no miles flown into JFK, and um, actually, and then had to drive down. But because I knew Heather didn't want to do that, we we again we had like four hundred thousand miles. Spoiling me. So we spent sixty thousand miles for the convenience of flying into Philly. Um, we did give the flight attendants chocolate. I thought we'd get upgraded. We didn't. We Not didn't. a big deal. Not a big. But deal. I'm giving the flight the value of that flight. Yeah, a big thumbs down. the value of that flight is definitely a thumbs down for me too. But the flight itself was great. Yeah, because when you have a whole row to yourself and you can just sleep, and the the flight attendants are super nice. And when you've been flying or when you've been traveling for two weeks, you're seven months pregnant, and you have a horrible, horrible cold. Yeah, it was. I was so let, happy. Let I've never value. been happier to land in Philadelphia and have our friend pick us up and be home in 45 minutes than I have on this the, trip. Yeah. Because if we'd flown into New York and then we had to rent a car and drive all the way, to, you know, who knows how long, it's two and a half hours, if there's no traffic. Like it was just, it was worth it. So maybe I don't give it a thumbs down. Maybe I just give it a wobble. You might give... I- it was worth it to Again, me. I, I it's hard for me to fight against my <laughs> belief of value and how, and the value I'm getting out of this, but it was really nice to fly into Philly. What is happening to me? You're this getting is gonna, old. This is going to become this a one happening. This is going to become a one-sided podcast where we just talk about, "Oh, well, whatever. There might not be the value here, but it was great." Um, no, I, I it's hard for me in my head to get past the fact that it was such awful value. But flying into Philly was fantastic. And here's the thing and that's JFK great. JFK is awful. And I vowed that I do not want to fly in and out of that airport. Here's the thing that's great. We have miles. That's the whole point of all of our podcasts. You know, we travel hack. I know, I'm like screw. I'm like, I'm like screw. What's when the it comes big to deal? It's like we, we travel hack about 90% of the time. And so if we want to use our miles and spend a little extra money to make oh, it convenient man. at the age of 34... And I think I, to be honest, I'm glad I did it for you. Had had it been I, I think that is part of what we're trying to get across to this episode too, is is the compromise. I mean, the fact that you were pregnant, seven months pregnant, you're on this trip, you were a crazy trooper. Everyone was at the wedding was like, You danced more than anyone else to Heather, not to me. Um it you, I wanted to treat you a little bit. I guess what I'm saying is when it comes to value. I will willingly give up my comfort and convenience and sacrifice it if it's just me. 
But I think a lot of times you do have to look at the situation. And I think the real moral of this podcast is that you actually like to be spoiled too, as much as you try to deny it. So welcome to the world of... Posh travel, Travis Sherry. Yeah, that'll be the day. That'll be the day. So there you guys have it. Um, We'll finish it up here with just a... We gave thumbs up, thumbs down, and and the the newly coined wobble thumb to all our decisions. But we wanted to give you this anatomy of a trip. Before we go, we're going to give you our... The decision that we think turned out the best, our favorite decision we made this whole time, and also the thing that we would have changed. So just a a recap. You can only pick one. Those are the rules. You know the rules of this podcast. Can <laughs> we pick one? The decision that turned out the best, what would you say? Okay. I think we're going to have the same one, and that is that we stayed the night in... What do you call that place? Kronskogorga. Kronskogorga. And we took the mountain pass drive. That was super awesome. I Is yours the same? Yeah, yeah, because we di- we hadn't planned on doing that, and when we got to Slovenia, I never thought we'd get to do it because I thought it was too far away. With when I looked on a map, it was in the other corner of Slovenia, and I thought, <laughs> "Oh man, are we going to even have time to ever do this?" And then when I realized it was only like forty five minutes away from Lake Pled, it was cool that that all came to fruition, and we had only planned it. By the time we were driving through the mountain pass, we'd I had only even known that we are going to be able to do that 24 hours beforehand. So yes, that is my decision that turned out the best too. We'll give an honorable mention, Intercontinental and Ljubljana, yeah. especially because we're using our free hotel night. You know, we didn't have to pay. And um, I would just say Slovenia as a whole. Uh, going there really, uh, that is an I would awesome agree with country. That. I would agree with that. I would go back there in a second Anytime it's it's the people are so nice. The food was good. The culture was. I mean, we're going to do a destination yeah. diary, so we'll I'll do it. I and won't if, say if you guys are just if this is the first podcast you've ever listened to, and you're like, what the heck are they talking about? Our destination diary is a, is a type of podcast we do where we focus just on a destination and we give you all the best things to do, places to eat, stay, drink. Are on the ground. You know, it's like a podcast travel guide of our own experiences to that place. So we will be doing one on Slovenia. So we'll save all that. But it's phenomenal country. Spoiler alert, we're going to rave a lot about it. But <laughs> you won't know the best ice cream until you tune into that podcast. So you have to listen to that one. Um, my favorite ice cream, I I called it my favorite ice cream in the world. Now. I cannot. I so surprising. But would you agree that it, it was delicious? It could be that good. Yeah, it was awesome. All right. The the decision that we that you would have changed looking back, what was the worst decision that we made? Okay, the worst decision that we made was driving into London for sure. I mean, like that was not super fun. We should have just gone to the countryside and had a nice relaxing four days in the countryside in in the in the UK instead of you know. Right. I is, I would is yours ag- the same? I would agree with that. Um, if I had to, if I had to switch, I, well, I thought there was no switching. Well, okay, fine. That no. was the worst decision okay. driving in the no, only other thing, the me. only other few things I would have changed. I mean, I would have been more aware of the rules with Wizz Air. Um, I wouldn't say that I would change flying with him because it was a direct flight between Ljubljana and Slovenia for $86. So uh, you mean Ljubljana in London? I Ljubljana in London, yes, um, for $86. So I wouldn't have changed flying with them because I think they're the only people who fly direct. But I, yeah, I pissed off. Just be aware of all the rules um, there. And, uh, you know, I would have cut some of those hotel nights. I would have stayed at places with a little better value. Hotel Eden and Northern Arms, I probably would have stayed. But 
overall awesome trip we hope you guys enjoyed it (laughs) this is the first time we've done a podcast like this an anatomy of trip Uh, i think it was a pretty cool format right hat thumbs up thumbs down all the decisions no yes yeah no thumbs up or thumbs down to doing an anatomy of a trip podcast yeah i thought it was fun and you know overall it was a thumbs up on everything really for me other than the drive into into london which i mostly felt bad for you because you were the one driving so yeah, and um, but we didn't scratch the rental car. Actually, I a, a lady did hit us and barely scratched the rental car. It was her fault, not ours. Um, but we didn't get charged for it, so there we go. So that was that was a nice little thumbs up to end the trip. There you guys have it. That's our anatomy of a trip. I'm sure we will be doing more of this once the baby comes because that'll be a whole nother ball game of making decisions on the fly and how much do we spend. And I can only imagine that the idea of making it a little more luxurious and com- comfortable will be thrown at me by Heather and using the excuse yeah, of the baby. Yeah, our life is changing, so get but used to it. <laughs> we will probably do another Anatomy of the Trip podcast at some point. Let us know if you like this. The, the point of it was to kind of have some fun with it, to go through the decisions, to tell you how we travel, show you how we travel, how much we spend, and and our thought process behind each of those. So I hope you liked it. If you did, reach out on Twitter, um, Instagram, let us know, at Pack of Peanuts. Tell us you like this trip. What did you think was the funniest? And also tell us what decision would you have made with some of these trips? Like, do you agree with Heather more? Do you agree with me more? Is $225 too much to spend at ho- at a resort in Croatia? Yes For two no? nights. Well, $225 each. I know. Each night, but Each yeah, for night. two nights, yes. Um, it's not like we stayed there for a month. <laughs> let us know, guys. Reach out to us on Twitter. We love interacting that way. Uh, don't forget, you can get the show notes for this show or all of our other shows at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. And also, if you're looking for a good travel backpack, check out tortugabackpacks.com. Use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters. That'll get you 10% off your entire order. Woo. Did not Woo. think our anatomy of a trip would go that long. No, I, but- I didn't think so either. But there's a lot to talk about. A lot of decisions made in those 14 days. So thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. And of course, as always, until next time. Happy free travels. Happy free travels.